Friends can let friends adopt away too many cats. Friends can let friends spill the tea, the cheese, the gag. Friends can let friends sing while drunk off their ass. But friends don't let friends make a podcast. Hey. Hi. So, we're re-recording this first part. Because the government erased it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I forgot what it was. Oh, that's another conspiracy theory on Helica. You're so <laughs> dumb. I know. Wow. All right. That's Thunderbird Tori over there. You already used that one. No when. You have. No when. Yeah, you did. Um... Did I use it at the beginning of this episode that we lost? No, oh. you've used it before. No. It was like uh, two or three episodes ago. Ah! Well, then that's... Um... That's fine. I repeated your name anyway, so it's fine. I don't know a lot of... Then it's fine. <laughs> Just leave it. Anyway. Anyway, this is episode 26, Yeet. and we were in Roswell. Yeah, when so the, the second half of this episode is actually in, in Roswell. Roswell. Yes, but right now we're back home. Yeah, <laughs> so let me just finish or begin, begin reading what I what got cut off, <coughs> which we don't know why it got cut off. Like the recording literally just disappeared. Yeah, it's just not there. The bread. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my first topic is... Uh, oh, this is a cryptic episode. Yeah, we're doing cryptids, beach. love cryptids. I sure do. And my first one is with La Llorona. Yeah! Same. And La Llorona... Why is it, like, smoking? I don't know. Okay, shut up. Well, turn it off. Is the cheese melted in there? Or should I keep it in there like a couple of minutes? Well, does that look melted? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Sorry, I'm making garlic bread, everyone. Alright, so a woman had two sons for her husband, and then he began to change. He began cheating and spending a lot of time away from his wife, like, months at a time. As we all do. As we all do to our wives. In our marriages, (laughs) yes. Um, so he would only come back to see his boys, and so she began to resent them, which we is... We love sexism. Yeah, which is also the best mother you could ask for. It's like TBH, yeah. And then, so one, one evening as Maria... Maria. Maria. Maria uh, Lourdes, no, I'm same, just kidding. Was, actually my mom. <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> Imagine, I've just been living with a ghost, and everyone's like, we don't want to tell you. Sorry. Like, no one else sees me, but it's just you. Yeah. Conspiracy? Yeah. Um, she was strolling with her two children on a shady pathway near the Santa Fe River, which runs from New Mexico to Florida. Hey, to Florida? Yeah. Along where? I don't know. It just does. I looked it up. I've literally never even heard of the Santa Fe River before this I never story. have. But and I looked it, it up. Florida? Yeah. It, yeah. I looked it up because I didn't want to be wrong. Spout That's flies, weird. But it goes all the way over there. So, um, her husband came by in a carriage with an elegant lady beside him. He stopped and spoke to his children, but ignored Maria, and then drove the carriage down the road without looking back. 
jerk, honestly. honestly. Like, wasn't Maria also like the most beautiful woman in the village or something? Yeah. Like, everyone yeah. wanted her, right? Yeah, and like she would wear this white dress that was like the best. Yeah. And everybody loved it. And yes, those are shoes. And didn't her family, at least from what I remember, I think her family didn't want her to be with that guy. I don't but know. But he like courted her anyway. And then they got married, and then look at what happened. I don't know. Shouldn't have been with him. I didn't look Should've up that. Should have, would have, could have, didn't. Same. And as they disappeared downstream, she realized what she had done and ran down, ran down to the bank to save them, but it was too late. Mm -hmm. Maria broke down into inconsolable grief, running down the street, screaming and wailing. The beautiful La Llorona mourned them day and night. During this time, she would not eat and walked along the river in her white gown, searching for her boys, hoping they would come back to her. She cried endlessly as she roamed at the riverbanks, and her gown became soiled and torn. When she continued to refuse to eat, she grew thinner and appeared taller until she looked like a walking skeleton. Still a young woman, she finally died on the banks of the river. And then someone commented, um, it's Nico Tiani, with, with an, a face, Me um, commented, my grandma's grandma had a house by the river, and when my grandma went to visit her grandma as a child, her and her friends heard her crying, and my grandma saw her standing on the river. No. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Is that the word earlier you were like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I was like, <laughs> no, I don't like that. Yeah, don't like that. So... Oh, no, 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 no. That's the story of that, but basically... Also, like, it's used to, like, scare yeah. little kids. Mm -hmm. um, but you tell them not to go out alone at night or else La Llorona's gonna get yeah, them. Yeah, and she basically, like... She's, like, the devil. Yeah, <laughs> she's the demon. She just wants to take children. Yeah, she'll start crying and she's like, my babies. And when she sees you, she snatches you. Yeah. And then she drowns you, too. Yeah. All right. Wild. My next one is Wendigos. Ah! <laughs> Had to look. I up. love Wendigos. Yes, let's go. And then, so again, this is from allthat'sinteresting.com/slash/wendigo. Oh, slash yep. Wendigo. Yeah. So as I the tale goes, <laughs> yeah. So as the tale goes, he was once a lost hunter. During a brutally cold winter, his intense hunger drove him to cannibalism. After feasting on human flesh, he began a, he became a crazed monster roaming the forest in search of more people to eat. Same. Those who live in a warm climate can breathe easy. The Wendigo is a cold weather creature. Oh, good. Yeah, having been. Oh, you Texas listeners. I know. Watch out. <laughs> Y'all are good. You're safe. Yeah. <laughs> having been spotted in Canada as well as other colder northern states like Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> you safe. As the bitter frost is no problem, a problem for. No. Allow. <laughs> yep. As the bitter frost is no longer a problem for him, like he was when he was a mere hunter, he mm -hmm. is immune to even the harshest conditions. His skin is stretched tight across his bones, making them visible. Ew. Yep. Ew. Okay. Though he is said to be very large in stature at almost 15 feet tall. Jeez Louise. No, ma'am. Yeah. His body is described as skeletal and emaciated. Ugh. Fun. <laughs> See how she goes. Ugh. <laughs> yes, he has massive eyes. Really like doing that. Listen to me. Sorry, I'm telling you a story. Yes, massive eyes. Like an old owl. An, an old. old. <laughs> an old. <laughs> he has massive eyes like an owl and razor sharp claws. Gross. Yeah. Different versions of the Wendigo disagree on his speed. Some say he is usually fast, unusually fast, and can endure walking for long periods of time. Others say he walks in a more haggard manner, like almost almost as if, as if he's falling apart. Yeah. 
as if he's falling apart. I don't like that description. <laughs> I don't like those adjectives strung together. Nope. Don't like the same. <laughs> that was gross. She crawled inside her shirt. <laughs> as if he's falling apart. <laughs> gross. Okay. Disgusting. Battle. Yes? Speed isn't a necessary skill of Wendigo. He doesn't rely on catching and capturing his praise. Rather, one of his sad traits is his ability to mimic human voices. He'll use this skill to lure people in and draw them away from civilization and into the desolate depths of the wilderness. Once isolated, he feasts. Okay, but like, picture this. (laughs) You're gonna hate me. (laughs) Picture this. Family vacation in like Vermont. All of a sudden you wake up in the middle of the night hearing, Mommy, Mommy, the Mm. way that Oliver does it. Nope. And it's coming from outside and you go and you follow. Boom. Way dead. to go. Yeah. Yeah. You dead. Like, mm. great. Horrifying. Yeah. So my last one, um, I did this one because we mentioned it briefly, but we didn't talk about it. So I'm talking about skinwalking. Yes! I was just about to ask, because if you weren't, I was just going to go on a tirade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this one, oh, I'm a Do you know little... about skinwalkers? I'm a loser, and I didn't uh, cite my sources. Wow, we love plagiarism. But this is, I googled skinwalkers and got this from from a Navajo-like site. Okay, so it's okay, so it's real, it's official. So they can disguise themselves as other people and animals. Mm. The witch is called, in Navajo, Yi Naldulushi. Sure. Yi Yi-Naldulushi, yeah. By the Navajo, which translates to, with it, he goes on all fours. Ooh, don't like that. But I didn't put this in there, but what I read from it, from them, from the Navajo, that pretty much, if not everybody, mostly everybody is a witch. Like, they all practice in that. Okay. But there's a difference between good magic yeah. and bad magic. Which and, is the same in all yeah. practices of so, witchcraft. Skinwalkers are when you go to the to the dark side and you never come back. Yeah. They're like the warm climate windigos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, most often they are seen in the form of coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, and bears, but Ooh, can take the shape like of any man. Dogs. I don't Just either. Regular old dogs, because I like to pet dogs. If I see one, I pet it. Like. You do that with cats, though, too. I know, but what if it's a cat, dude? Like, well, it's going to maul my face off. <clears throat> True. They then wear the skins of the animals they transfer into, hence the name Skinwalker. Yep. <laughs> yep. The Skinwalkers are also able to take possession of the bodies of human victims if a person locks eyes with them. After, yep. Locks eyes with them? That's yep. all it takes? Yep. I could do that to anyone walking on the street. Yep. They're not going to know. <laughs> yep. Ew. I'm going to die. <laughs> You're going to die, yeah. Um, after taking control, the witch can make its victims do and say things that they wouldn't otherwise. Ooh. Once they were shapeshifted, one way that others could tell that they were not a real animal is that their eyes are very different than those of the animal. Mm. So, where is it? Instead, their eyes are very human, and when lights are shined on them, they turn bright red. Gross. Alternatively, when one they... Of mine has red eyes like that, too, actually. Okay. Sorry. When they are in human form, their eyes look more like animals. Those who have talked of their encounters with these evil beings describe a number of ways to know if a skinwalker is near. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm still stuck on the fact that as people, they have, like, animal eyes. Well, as, as animals, they have people eyes. So, like, 
let's say like Jimmy down the road is a skinwalker and he's like a mountain lion. And he's just black. Yeah, so I see him in the day it's just like the little like slits yeah. and like yellow and then at night he's just looking at me with like some baby blues. Like yeah. that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Gross. So <coughs> Um They make sounds around homes such as knocking on windows, mm. banging on walls, and scraping noises on the roof. Ew. Yeah. On some occasions they have been spied peering through windows. More often, they appear in front of vehicles in hopes of causing a serious accident. It was that rabbit that's serious. Oh my god. It is said that in addition to being able to shapeshift, the skinwalker is also able to control the creatures of the night, such as wolves and owls, and to make them do its bidding. And that's all I have on that. That's all? Yeah. That's such a terrible way to end. I need more than that. I don't have more. There wasn't so, really much else. They're like the Aquaman of the desert. Like they can like control all the animals, but then are also like super powerful and disgusting. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Skinwalkers are my favorite. Actually. <laughs> of like cryptid things. Yeah. Oof. I don't know if they're actually considered cryptids. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know if any of the things that we're talking about are technically cryptids. I know one of them, two of them are. Well the That's what it. the so, Three of the Wendigo is. Yeah, and the La Llorona can also, like, the way I interpreted it is can also be a banshee, kind of. Yeah. So, like, in a way. Yeah, that counts. how you look at it's it. It's like a Mexican banshee. Yeah. It's just a specific region. That makes sense. Yeah. Same creature, different region. Okay. All right. Now it's your turn. Are you ready for my, how long have we been recording? Because I know I'm going to talk for a while, so. Nine minutes. Oh. All right. Good. Okay, so I'm actually going to start with Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. So this past week we've been in Colorado, and one of the things that we noticed in Colorado was there was like Sasquatch stuff everywhere. Yeah. In fact, in Silverton, Colorado, which we didn't get to go to, up on this top of the mountain in this small mining town, there's a whole Sasquatch museum. Wow. Like, and they sell like Sasquatch shirts, but then they have like the casts of the feed and like a replica of like what it would look like and like all this stuff. So they go hard yeah. for Bigfoot. Um, but Bigfoot is also known by a lot of other names. In some parts of the world, it's a Yeti. In others, it's a Yowie. In, I think, the Philippines, it's the Ebugogo. Okay. And then here in North America, we refer to them as Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Yeah. Cool. Um, the first accounts of these creatures being seen was in the 15th century. <laughs> wow. Near the Caucasus Mountain region. So that's, like, over in Europe, Asia, like, where those kind of connect. Yeah. Um, it's those mountains over there. So 15th century. So since then, we've had this idea of like a Yeti or a Bigfoot. Yeah. And we're rolling with it. Um, today, in Willow Creek, California, that is known as the Bigfoot capital of the world. To the point that... Um, where is it? I wrote it down. Where is this? Willow Creek... No. Yeah, Willow Creek, California. Oh no, where is it? Anyway, I'll find it eventually. I'll be like, oh yeah. But what I was going to say, I'm going to say it right now anyway, is that forest, or Willow Creek, California, there's like a big forest there that like the Bigfoot is said to be seen in, and that's where a lot of Bigfoot sightings happen. They recognize that Bigfoot is an endangered species in that county. Wow. And like they've made the forest like a wilderness refuge for the Sasquatch. Wow. California? California. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
Bigfoot sightings have been seen in almost every single U.S. state. Great. Which is interesting, which is what makes people think that it's actually a species versus just, like, one creature. Yeah. So, you know, with, like, a lot of cryptids, it's just, like, the one thing. Mm -hmm. But since people have seen Bigfoots or versions of Bigfoot in so many different places, both across this country and across the world, they're like, oh, well, maybe it's, like, a separate species of primate, you know, and yeah. that's why there's so many. So, one of the first... Oh, most primatologists uh, believe that the existence of a Bigfoot is likely... Okay. So, like, people who study primates have looked at this, and they're like, yeah, like, do we know of something that exists like that now? No. But could something exist like that now, knowing what we do about evolution and stuff? Absolutely. So they say that it's likely. They just don't have the proof to back up that, like, what people see is an actual Bigfoot. Um, in 1958, this guy named Gerald Crew, I'm pretty... Gerald? Gerald. Not Gerald. Gross. Um, Gerald Crew made casts of huge feet outside his trailer in Bluff Creek. And this guy named Andrew Gonzoli wrote about these casts that he made in the newspaper. And Andrew Gonzoli was the first person to ever coin the term Bigfoot okay. in 1958. But then in 2003, the sons of the guy who made the cast admitted that those were actually fake. Okay. So those weren't even real, but that's what started like the craze for Bigfoot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Other prints and casts do exist, though, in different places of the world, like ceramic casts of the feet um, exist, so just because that one dude's was fake doesn't mean that all of the ones that exist are fake. Search and Rescue from Oregon. Okay, so this is like a story that someone who works at like the Bigfoot Museum in California told, and she was like, a few years ago, Search and Rescue from Oregon were looking for a little boy. They couldn't find him the whole first night, but the morning of the second day, they saw the little boy just like sitting on the side of the road. So they picked him up, and the kid could not stop talking about the big hairy man who found him in the forest and dropped him off at the road. This big hairy man, like, kept referring to this thing as the giant hairy man or whatever. And so uh, people are like, you know, a little kid, like a five or six-year-old kid is not just going to make that up. Yeah. You know, like... That's not usually whenever they start making stuff up. It's they embellish things based on what they see. So the fact that this kid was talking about that, they were like, but was it a squatch? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, they are declared an endangered species in Skamania County, and the forest is a refuge for Sasquatches. The Six Rivers Forest is that forest. It is the most famous Bigfoot forest in the world, meaning that it has the most amount of sightings. Uh, and this area had seen Bigfoot creatures before people even knew what the term Bigfoot was or, like, what a Sasquatch was. Um, they can be described as usually being either deep black, charcoal, dark brown, reddish brown, or gray, with the palms of their hands being lighter than their fur. Mm -hmm. They reach at about 7'10 in height, 7 feet 10 inches in height, and weigh over 1,000 pounds. They're described to be mostly silent, though they do sometimes howl or grunt or make noises like that. They're also known to smell awful. They smell like smegma, which is a secretion of folds in the skin. Typically, like, foreskin has this smell. Um, and so that's what the Bigfoot smells like, apparently. Because it's like, you can, like, smell it from, like, a while. Like, it smells that bad. Great. Yeah, I love it. Um, so Bigfoot Field, there's a Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, 
for one, that exists. And they say that Bigfoots are orderly and stack their rocks neatly. They also have legendary strength and take pleasure in using it. So, like, they're abnormally strong and like to show off how strong they are by, like, killing things. Um, during the IC development, or there was a road called the IC Road, and as they were building it, there was, like, a Sasquatch that would come at night and, like, tip over their bulldozers and throw their tires around, like, destroying their, like, site so that way they couldn't build the road through the forest. So that's a... Oh, and there was feet tracks all over the place, like, giant feet footprints all over the place. In 2006... Jeffrey Meldrum, who is an associate professor of anatomy and anthropology at Ohio University, wrote a book called Sasquatch, and he was talking about how, like, this could actually be a real thing and going into the science behind it. He believes that running footprints would be really hard to replicate, so, like, any cast that they have of the feet where the creature was obviously running, like, you can't just fake that. Like, it'd be very, very hard to fake that. So he fully believes in those, and he says the evidence proves that Sasquatch could easily be real if you look at, like, again, evolution, primates, apes, stuff like that. Also, finally, Dr. Wolf Henner Fahrenbach, who is a retired zoologist uh, at the Oregon Regional Primate Research Center, believes that Bigfoots do exist and that they have the same type of foot alignment as humans, so, like, where our middle toe is, like, the center point. That's not the same for all primates, but... It is for us. He also told the New York Times that he's gotten close enough to a Bigfoot to smell it. So, he thinks that they're real. Five short. So, those are my notes on Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah. So, that he. Um, my next one is a personal favorite. It's my boy, Mothman. Okay. He is seen in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. He was thought to have first been seen in 1966, and I'll get into that description of that in a minute. He typically looks like a man because he walks on his hind, land, hind legs, hence why he's Mothman. Um, but he's, like, huge. He's between 6 and 8 feet tall. He has a wingspan of 8 to 15 feet. Wingspan. Um, obviously can fly, and then also has red eyes. Typically when light is shown upon them, you can see the red. Uh, they are sometimes seen as either gray or brown, or it is sometimes seen as either gray or brown. There's speculation as to whether multiple exist or whether it's just the one, um, but I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. So, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, loves their Mothman. They have an annual Mothman festival every year in September. They have a Mothman statue in the middle of the town, and they have, like, all these shops and stuff where you can do Mothman stuff all the time. So, during World War II... 8,000 acres of land near Point Pleasant, West Virginia, was used to house explosives and weapons for the Army. Mm -hmm. Okay? But these little bunkers were abandoned after the war. And so the land around it, those 8,000 acres of land, was turned into a wildlife conservation. But it's said that the little igloos and bungalows and stuff that have all those weapons and the dynamite are still there. And so, because of that, byproducts of the explosives contaminated the land, and so sometimes people think that what Mothman is is actually, like, birds that have been exposed to this contamination and have, like, mutated into this weird creature. Okay. Okay? Um, but other people think that he's actually a creature from another dimension. Okay. 
which again I'll kind of talk about in a little bit. So the first sighting happened in 1966, and that area where all the explosives and stuff were was known as the TNT area. And so, on November 15th, 1966, Steve and Mary Millette and Roger and Linda Scarberry were driving through that area. Linda and Mary saw a figure shuffling towards the entrance of one of those buildings, like, like shuffling. You get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that he had no head or arms, just wings high up his back and red eyes. Yep. Um, so they started driving, they pulled away after they figured out, like, ew, that's not supposed to be there. They started driving away, and as they were driving towards Highway 62, the figure appeared in front of their car and then bolted off into the sky. Great. And it had a 10-foot wingspan and didn't need to flap its wings in order to keep up with the car at 100 miles per hour. Gross. It was following, like, right behind the car. And it said, they said that the noise that it made sounded like a mouse squeak. So it's like this giant thing that's going, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it disappeared as the couples made it to the more lived-in area of town. So, like, as they got to, like, the town part, it didn't want to go in there and disappear. Um, so before they reported it, they wanted to make sure that they knew what was happening and that they would actually be taken seriously if they made a report. So they went back to the site to see if they could see Mothman again, and they did. He was stumbling around in a pasture. So then they finally made a report to the courthouse, and the deputy there completely believed their claims because it's a very small town, and so he knew each of them. Mm-hmm. Individuals, am I spitting on you? No. Okay, good. Um, and so he trusted them, and so he totally 100% believed their claims. Also, he had them in four separate rooms, okay, to write down the testimony. And they all said the same thing? The exact same thing. And, like, some people were like, oh, but they could have, like, you know, made up the story or whatever. But also, like, if this is the 60s and they're, like, teenagers, you know what I mean? There's a good chance that they're out there in the forest getting high, you know? So, like, whatever they're seeing, it might be a hallucination, whatever. But if it was a hallucination not real, then their stories wouldn't have matched. So that kind of leads it more to it being more of a real thing. So they all went to the site, the deputy and the kids and all that, and they didn't see the Mothman, but they did hear a lot of weird noises, saw strange shadows everywhere, and found a hoof-like print in the ground. A hoof, as you were. Linda was treated for shock after the event, and then she was visited by the literal men in black and, like, was receiving all these threatening phone number phone calls from numbers that she didn't know. And the men in black came to her house and terrorized her. The actual men in black. Great. Yeah. So, because of that, some people think that the Mothman's actually an alien, because typically the men in black are the ones who get involved with aliens, specifically. So, it's wild. I still need to show you that video right now. Um, there was a press conference held about the Mothman based on what was happening in West Virginia, and that's whenever, like, the whole world kind of became aware of this. Um, they said that it kind of, that he kind of looks like Batman, and that's why they named him Mothman, because at the time Batman was really popular, and he kind of resembled that. And over 1,000 people would look for Mothman every single night until midnight, and then they'd all, like, go home. Over 1,000 people in the 60s. So then, a few years later, I don't know the exact year because I didn't write it down, Marcella Bennett, her brother Raymond Bennett and his wife, and Marcella's daughter all saw the Mothman. He was shaped like a male with huge wings and a head like a bird. 
Uh, he was standing in a relaxing pose as if waiting for a person to walk up to him. And he seemed out of this world. And after Marcella saw this happen, she suffered from anxiety, paranoia, and nightmares. She also felt Mothman's unnerving presence all the time and had premonitions and psychic visions. So it's also said that, like, maybe Mothman, this is more of that interdimensional thing because typically whenever he comes in, people who encounter him get, like, supernatural powers. Linda also claimed to have heard disembodied voices and saw things move by themselves after she saw the Mothman in the 60s. Great. Um, strange things typically happen around the time of the sightings all over the place, like interrupted police dispatch, electrical malfunctions, doors opening and closing, UFO sightings, and cars malfunctioning without any explanation. Um, in 2016, a man took a photo of what he says is the Mothman in West Virginia, but a lot of people don't believe that it's actually the Mothman. As but, usual. Yeah. Not only has the Mothman been seen in West Virginia, it's also been seen in multiple places around the world. So in 2017, Chicago saw sightings of the Mothman. Over 20 reports were made between April and July alone, and it was always at night and by people who were near a body of water. Okay. Um, and then Mothman is also known to be to show up in places before a big disaster happens. So whenever he showed up in 1966 to Point Pleasant, the next year in 1967, the Silver Bridge, which was one of their like biggest bridges, collapsed during rush hour and killed 46 people. Well, okay. Then people said that they saw the Mothman in Russia in 1986 before the Chernobyl explosion, Ooh. which was, like, the huge, like, nuclear fallout, essentially, and so people were seeing him around and, like, making claims of the Mothman. Some allegedly report seeing a huge winged creature around the Twin Towers five days before 9-11. And in 2007, the I-35, the Interstate 35 bridge collapsed during rush hour also in Minneapolis. Some say that they saw the Mothman a month prior to the collapse. So he said to, like not bring destruction but like warn people you know so like if you see the mothman something's probably gonna happen bad okay and so people believe that the mothman could be a demon some think he's an angel uh a lot of people go more with alien um he could also be an omen like i said with the premonition stuff or an ultra terrestrial being which means that he's from a different dimension okay which kind of goes into that whole premonition thing, like if he's from a different dimension, but he knows what's going to happen in this one, he could, like, jump in here to warn us of these big things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's that. That's the Mothman and the Sasquatch. Um, pretty much 99% of that research was uh, all thanks to BuzzFeed Unsolved. So, thank you for that. Also, my next segment is going to be coming from BuzzFeed Unsolved but I didn't write any of this down, so <laughs> just roll with it. But I'm going to talk about the Roswell incident, because we're in Roswell right now, in a tent, in our hotel room. <laughs> um, so in 1947, a UFO was said to have crashed in Roswell, just like out in the desert and the fields, right? Mm -hmm. So the people who saw it were like, whoa, that's crazy, we need to call somebody. So, of course, they called in the government, because what else are you going to do? And that was their first mistake. Yep. So the Air Force came in, and they were like, ooh, that's creepy, might be an alien, whatever. 
So then whenever word got out that, like, this UFO and these aliens crashed into Roswell, this other guy who was high up in the military was like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to clean that right up. So he goes in. He asks for all the evidence to be brought to Fort Worth so he can examine it. Guess what? A few days later, they come out and they take pictures with all the evidence. And, like, the farmers who originally saw the crash are now denying that what they saw was aliens. It was actually just, like, a weather balloon. Mm. It was, like, sticks and some paper and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then the government, the army's like, no, 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 no. Like, it was just weather balloon, whatever. Don't worry about it. Okay? But more and more evidence kept popping up and things. And so people were like, oh, no, no, no. The government is, like, covering up this whole alien thing. And a few years after that... Um, I believe in the 50s, like, again, more evidence. So people were seeing bodies that were coming from the crash, like alien bodies that were coming from the crash, and they were short and small. They were, like, four feet tall, and they looked non-human, you know what I mean? Um, and also this guy who was, like, working for the government went to go test the piece of metal that was found at the crash, and he was like, this metal is, like, indestructible. Like, we couldn't bend it. We took a sledgehammer to it. Nothing happened. All this stuff. So he goes, I don't know. Like, I work with materials all around the world all the time, and this does not seem like anything of this world. This is a government official, like, saying that. So people are like, oh, no, no, no. They covered it up. It's all a conspiracy. There are aliens here, whatever, whatever. And so the main theories involving the Roswell incident is that it actually wasn't anything at all, and it was just a weather balloon. You know, the government, there is record that the government was testing weather balloons in the Roswell area around the time of the crash, so it would make sense, okay, but it's a little shaky still. The other theory is that it was a government cover-up, but not about aliens, but it was because they were testing a brand new type of weather balloon that, like, they hadn't introduced to the public, and so they weren't really sanctioned to do it, but they did it anyway. And so, they were like, oh, yeah, we did try to cover things up in the 40s. We did. But it's because we were doing this and this and this and this and this. But the stuff that they were saying that they were doing didn't happen until the mid-50s. But the Roswell crash was in 1947, so that doesn't add up. And then people were like, but what about the, the bodies, though? Like, we saw alien bodies. And they go, oh, no, no, no. See, we were testing uh, parachutes on crash test dummies. So, like, that's probably what you saw. But the crash test dummies were six feet tall, and these aliens were said to be four feet tall. Yeah. Okay? But it's like, the government's like, no, we'll go with that it's a cover-up. It's just not a cover-up about aliens. It was a cover-up about something else. Because there's more proof to prove that it's a cover-up than anything else, at least of some kind, Right? So then finally, the theory that I believe in, and there's the most likely correct theory, is that it was actually an alien crash, and the government covered it up, and everyone who was involved had to stay silent about it, or else the government was going to go and kill them. Yeah. Makes so sense. So that's the Roswell incident of 1947. Wow. And we're here. We're here. I'm hoping we don't get abducted tonight. <laughs> Me too. It's the last thing that I want to have happen. Same. But I want to go back home and see Ollie. I know. I want to see Bucky. Oh, I miss my cat. <laughs> so lame. I know. But well, I believe in aliens. Me too. I don't know how I feel about uh, Wendigos. Yeah. Like, I don't kind of believe that. I can see a skinwalker. I, can, I agree with skinwalkers 100%. I fully believe in skinwalkers. 
I believe in ghosts, so yes, La Llorona. Yeah. I at least love the idea of La Llorona. Like, even if she doesn't exist, I want her to exist. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think the same thing about Mothman. Like, I'm kind of on the fence about if Mothman is a thing, but he's one of those that I wish was real. Yeah. So I'll hope, you know. I don't really believe in Bigfoot. Me neither. I've never been a Sasquatch girl. I think if they were really out there, especially if it was a whole species, we'd have a lot more evidence by this point. Well, there's also, there's a lot of the ocean we haven't even discovered yet. That's true. That's true. I used to watch the shows of, like, Finding Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Never saw anything. They'd see things that, like, they'd get close, but then they'd, like, right. run after it and, like, and like fall and lose it. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. You know a cryptid that I never understood why people are afraid of? I know we've had this conversation before. Okay. The frickin' chupacabra. Uh, same. Like... It's literally in the name. All it does is eat goat blood of goats. The only thing that it should terrify is a goat. The, and a a goat sheep herder. And like the only person that it should terrify is a farmer who knows his economy is gonna crash because all his goats are dead. Yeah. Like the general public, it's not gonna come after you. Yeah, I was researching that because I was gonna do them, but I was like, this is boring. They don't do anything. They just go and they suck on some goats. You know what else does that? Vampire bats, and those are a real thing. So why is it so hard to believe that this chupacabra is a real thing? It does the same things, and it's not even hurting people. Like It's just crazy to imagine a dog sucking blood. But coyotes, like, mangle things all the time. But, be, like, but the, the thing is that the chupacabras don't mangle it. They it's just, like a vampire. Just they, just, they just leave, like, holes, same. and, like, its blood is gone, and it's lifeless. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe chupacabras are real, but maybe they live in an area where lots of vampire bats exist, so people just think that it's the vampire bats. Maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. No. You should tell the people about what you found out about Area 51 today. Oh! So, in the midst of our uh, travels from Santa Fe, New Mexico to Roswell, New Mexico, I was like, hey, where's Area 51? Because I thought it was New Mexico. I was like, maybe we should drive by. Well, I look it up, and I had to look it up twice, because each time I looked it up, my phone lost service. Conspiracy theory? Uh, And then, when I look it up, it says, permanently closed. Yeah. Okay. We believe that. Sure, (laughs) Sure, we'll let you tell it. But Google, the government paid Google to just say it's permanently closed. But it's in Nevada, for anyone who cares. So, honestly, conspiracy theory, though, like, the government does not want us to be in Roswell. Oh, yeah. Like, so we were supposed to not leave Colorado until today. Yeah. But there's supposed to be a huge blizzard coming in, and it did come in. Yeah. It just came in early. Because it was supposed to be there Thursday. Uh Uh-huh. Which is tomorrow. Yep. And, well, next thing we know, it's coming in the night that we're out. Yeah, we're out doing stuff. And so we were like, well... Guess we gotta leave, so we went home, packed everything, and just found a semi-cheap motel in Santa Fe, and drove, Ciara drove five and a half hours yeah. through the night, through, and then it started snowing it yes, in it New Mexico. a lot. In the middle of the night, you could hardly see in front of you. In the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. Just started snowing. Yep. No big deal. For a long time. Yeah. For most of the night. Yeah, because whenever I woke up this morning at like 8, it was still snowing. Wow. Because I looked. But, so that was crazy. So then I'm driving today to get us to Roswell, and the wind 
It was ridiculous. It literally knocked over like two 18 wheelers. Okay, and we're just driving through literally the entire way to Roswell. It was just the wind was just blowing. Like you could feel the car rocking. Yeah, I, it was terrifying. I it was took all scared. my arm strength to keep the car in the lane because I had to like push on it so hard because the wind was like. That's crazy. Yeah. So then we get to Roswell, and because of the wind... Everything is closed. The, Nobody has power. All the power's out. The only place that we found was a, a taqueria. Mm-hmm. And we were like, maybe they want us here, so we just miss home. Like, San Antonio, and let's go back. Yep. And then we leave today, so we don't stay the night. Yep. Well, we're still here. We're here. We are camping out in our hotel. Because it's disgusting. But we're here. And if something happens tonight, we're going to see it. Yeah. Even though we're not meant to see it by somebody, whether it's the government or the aliens or Project Pegasus, we're going to see it. Sorry. Yeah. I asked Kiwi about it. I was like, you're kind of psychic. I was like, why should I not be a Roswell today? And she goes, uh, I don't know what you mean, whatever. So I was like describing to her what was going on. And she goes, honestly, to me, it kind of sounds like, not necessarily that something huge is going to happen tonight, but, like, the, whatever happens tonight is going to be the catalyst for something huge. So, like, if there's a big storm tonight, like, it'll cause a lot of, like, um, debris and stuff to where it uncovers something that has been hidden for years, right? Yeah. And so maybe something that's going to happen tonight that, like, we're not supposed to be here for is what's going to, like, jumpstart something being found in Roswell soon. She was like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if in, like, two months you hear news about something major being found in Roswell, and I was like, Ooh. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. So. You can find us on Instagram at Friends Don't Let Friends Podcast, on Facebook at Friends Don't Let Friends Make a Podcast. You can email us topic suggestions, which we really hope that you do, um, as well as comments, concerns, whatever, what have you, at Friends Don't Let Friends Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter at FDLFMA Podcast. And I think that's. I think that's it. Rate and review us on iTunes if that's a thing. Please. Leave comments. Share with your friends. Please share this with people. Please. I know we're not the best at social media, but if we post a link, please retweet it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, please share it. It takes a second. I just. I want more people to listen to it. We have fun making it, so. We want people to hear it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you can let your friends go to festivals once a year to celebrate Mothman. But But friends friends don't don't let friends make a podcast. podcast.